Policy Matters is produced by Aegon and Transamerica's Global Government and Policy Affairs Team. We're based in Washington, D.C., as well as The Hague in the Netherlands. Hello and welcome back to Policy Matters, the podcast that examines the intersection of Aegon and Transamerica's business strategy with public policy issues at the state, federal, and international levels. My name is Maurice Perkins, head of Aegon's Global Government and Policy Affairs team. In this episode, we have the opportunity to interview Bas Nuvaveme, Aegon's Global CEO of Aegon Asset Management and a member of the management board at Aegon. Boss was appointed Global CEO of Aegon Asset Management in June 2019. He brings tremendous transatlantic experience to Aegon, having worked in global investment management and residing in the U.S. with his family for the past 20 years. Most recently, he was Global Head of the Client Advisory Group and a member of the management team at Prudential Financial's Global Investment Management Business. Now that he's joined us at Aegon, he and his family have returned to his native country in the Netherlands. Prior to Prudential, Boss was with ING Investment Management Americas, as well as Boya Investment Management. Our GPA team works very closely with Boss and his colleagues across various policy issues as we're seeing a lot of encouraging growth and excitement within asset management, coupled, however, by various regulatory challenges. So in this episode, Boss will be interviewed by our colleague Sean Cassidy, and the conversation will focus on ESG investments, including climate risk and the changing regulatory landscape. So let's turn to Sean now, and thank you again for listening. Maurice, thank you for that introduction, and Boss, thank you for joining us on Policy Matters. I've, I've really been looking forward to our conversation about your leadership of Aegon Asset Management, and specifically, its outlook on a variety of ESG-related issues. For any of our listeners who are not familiar with that acronym, ESG refers to environmental, social, and corporate governance issues that have been getting a lot of attention from policymakers, regulators, and thought leaders around the world. In the U.S., President Biden frequently talks about the importance of ESG-related issues, and I know it's a similar situation with leaders in the Netherlands, the EU, and elsewhere. So, Boss, before we talk about some of the specific issues associated with ESG-related investing, can you give us Aegon Asset Management's overarching goal or philosophy on why it's so committed to this investment approach, and when did it start? Yes, Sean, uh, thank you for having me. And um, it has been a, a, long, a long and very positive journey at uh, Aegon Asset Management uh, on the ESG front. It's, uh, it, it all started over 30 years ago. And with that, we are one of the asset managers with, uh, with the longest track record in ESG investing. Um, so at the, at the start, we were very op- opportunistic. We were launching specialist funds catering to what was back then a niche. Uh, ethical funds based on screening, exclusion. Uh, and uh, today, uh, or actually 10 years ago, we, we changed our approach to ESG investing and we took a more, much more holistic uh, approach. Initially taking a top-down approach with group-wide policies on responsible investment, imposing a minimum standard. And over time it evolved. And as, as data and expertise improved, we were able to fully integrate ESG in our fundamental research process. And then today, we really see ESG integration as fundamental to our philosophy. We could not do without it. We consider it difficult to meet our fiduciary responsibility without systematically considering uh, material ESG issues. And, and, And I'm referring to issues like pollution, executive remuneration, or health and safety, for example. So, ESG is an important piece of the puzzle, 
in our entire mission to deliver competitive returns and what we say a lifetime of financial security to our clients. And increasingly, we see opportunities to deliver ESG impact outcomes alongside competitive returns, especially in real assets. So, for example, our work workforce and affordable housing strategies are examples of impact investing. That's great. Thank you for that overview. That's that's very helpful. One of the terms that we hear in the U.S. and I'm, I'm sure you're hearing in Europe is this idea of greenwashing and whether whether it's a real issue. In other words, is AAM competing with other asset managers might, that might say they're focused on ESG related issues, but really aren't? And the, and the ESG is more of a, a marketing catchphrase. Yeah, Sean, uh, greenwashing, I think, has, been, uh, has become a global, uh, a global term and uh, it definitely concerns me. To give you an example, in, in Europe, we saw some 250 funds being repurposed as sustainable funds last year. 250 funds. So it's not too difficult to, to be suspicious of that trend, right? And I know from, uh, from personal experience, in order to repurpose a fund, that it is extremely time consuming. So for example, it can easily require three days per holding to create a solid sustainability report and one day of annual maintenance going forward. So imagine a portfolio of 200 holdings and an analyst is doing three days of work on each of them, do your own math. It can easily take up to two years for one sustainable analyst to convert a portfolio to a sustainable one. So there is no way that more than 250 funds are being converted in, in, in a given year. So for example, we ourselves are, are uh, relaunching one or two strategies at the moment to sustainable. So we know the hard work required to make these changes is done in a credible way. So. The regulatory response speaks volumes about perceptions of greenwashing as well. Um, to elaborate, regulations coming into force in the EU and in the UK are a testament to the problem at hand. I'm sure you've heard of the SFDR regulations in Europe. So we are investing significant resources to comply with all these regulations. And while the compliance costs appear high and the regulatory capacity to implement is not yet known, we've always seen the need to make sure our clients are getting what they expect when it comes to ESG. And in particular in Europe, the demands and the expectations of clients are very high on this front. So the regulations hopefully will level the playing field and help investors make better choices, allocating capital to truly responsible investors like Aegon Asset Management. Thank you for explaining that. That, that was very informative. So is, is the market looking for asset management companies to disclose their ESG related risks and possibly divest those risks or rather to be more proactive and invest in new ESG related ventures or perhaps both? Now, the, the answer, Sean, is absolutely both. And, and there is also room for both uh, types of approaches, in my opinion. So our fastest growing ESG solutions fall at, at both ends of that spectrum. One is, is looking to minimize ESG-related risk in a portfolio, and the other activity is looking for companies aligned to sustainability megatrends, such as, for example, green technology. So we think both types offer alpha opportunities with different risk profiles catering to different investor appetites. So I have a follow-on question on that, and closely related, can ESG-themed funds deliver competitive investment returns? In other words, are investors likely to sacrifice market returns if they invest in ESG themed investments. 
So we have a very strong view on that, obviously. And our position has always been that clients do not need to sacrifice returns to invest responsibly. In fact, we believe it's quite the opposite. We see significant opportunities to deliver alpha through sustainable investing. So, for example, our sustainable equity strategy demonstrates that very clearly with very strong investment returns over the benchmark on a one and a three year basis. So there is a treasure trove of issuers disrupting markets in alignment with global sustainability trends. So it's important to note the huge diversity in ESG themed investments. There are many approaches and not all of them can compete. So ESG investing doesn't mean you can skip the hard work of solid fundamental research. It's definitely not magic. If your client's ESG preference is only to invest in solar power companies, for example, it would be very difficult to deliver the same risk adjusted returns as, for example, a diversified index. But there's plenty of opportunity to deliver competitive returns within an ESG framework. That's a great that's a great point. Thank you. I, I like the you know the idea that there's nothing magic about it, that there is still a lot of hard work uh, involved. I'm, I'm sure, sure. your team are, are doing that hard work. Um, so as the markets continue to rise um, in a variety of sectors, is there a risk? And if so, how big is it that enthusiasm for ESG investing may lead to an asset bubble? Yeah, given the high demand uh, that we see uh, around the globe for it, I think that's a very fair question to ask. Uh, but asset bubbles only happen when valuations don't accurately reflect the value consumers or users are willing to pay uh, for using those assets or, or those products. So I would say as long as ESG investors keep a very keen focus on, on real sustainability and, and regulatory trends and a well-balanced and researched view of how those translate to asset values, I think an asset bubble is unlikely. It's difficult to see the current systematic shift towards sustainability, both from consumers and regulators, re reversing anytime soon. So given the challenges we face, particularly on, on climate change and, and global health, for example, I think it's reasonable to expect that the shift will only accelerate. So I think this will translate to real relative changes in asset valuations, such as away from fossil fuels and towards renewables, and that will continue for some time. So the risk of bursting bubble might only materialize if those societal changes start reversing themselves for some reason. But it's hard to see that happening anytime soon. I agree. We'll be watching for that. Um, up to this point, we've really been talking about sort of the market dynamics or the way market views ESG investing. But I, I want to ask your opinion concerning a regulatory issue, specifically whether you think U.S. and European regulators are moving in different directions when it comes to ESG investing and oversight, or perhaps are they moving in the same direction but at different speeds? Are the respective markets asking for different things from ENG investing? You know, having worked myself for 20 years in the United States and, and only uh, recently uh, moved back to, to Europe uh, a year and a half ago, I definitely have a, a perspective on this, uh, on this point. And after the change in, uh, in administration in the US recently, uh, it's very clear to see that, that regulators now on both sides on the Atlantic are, are moving the same direction. But that was definitely not the case uh, under the, the, the former administration. Um, it's probably too soon to tell whether uh, they're moving at different speeds. You know, 
in the EU, uh, it might slow down a little bit, considering how long it's taking to agree to uh, full uh, EU taxonomy. But at the same time, in, in the US, it might speed up, particularly given the noises coming out of the White House, such as the recent commitment to, to cut carbon emissions by 50% or more by 2030. But I would say it's still early days in the Biden administration. What is clear to say so far is that regulators everywhere are increasingly taking a keen interest in ESG, not just from a consumer uh, protection perspective, but also as an additional policy tool to assist on public policy objectives. That is, uh, I think, Boss, that's a great way to leave our conversation. I think we've, you've, you've explained these issues exceedingly well. I know they'll be of great interest to our Policy Matters listeners. And I'm hoping that we might be able to check in with you in the, you know, the months ahead to, to see what developments have been made. I want to thank you again for joining Policy Matters. As I mentioned at the top of the conversations, these are very important to the business, to our customers. They're very topical. Um, and we look forward to seeing how they develop in the weeks and months ahead. Thank you for your time. No, thank you for having me and the opportunity to join uh, Policy Matters. Take care. Transamerica Resources Incorporated is an Aegon company that is affiliated with various companies would include, but are not limited to, insurance companies and broker-dealers. Transamerica Resources, Inc. does not offer insurance products or securities. The information provided is for educational purposes only, should not be considered as insurance, securities, ERISA, tax, investment, legal, medical, or financial advice or guidance. Please consult your personal independent professionals for answers to your specific questions.